Well, hello, boys and girls, and welcome back to this, another episode of the Listen Boys and Girls podcast. It's me, Donna Gales, and I am your teacher's aide in this classroom of life. I am here with information from my situations that will hopefully help you navigate around some of the things that I've already experienced so that you can have a better one. I do not profess to know everything. In in fact, I'm still learning lots of things. And in so doing, I am purposed to share what I know so that if it can be helpful to anyone, they have that opportunity to glean from what I've already gone through to assist them in their movements forward. I am so thankful for all of you that joined this journey. It's been a while, right? Well, I have certainly been in the lab, but we are redirecting our focus. We're still breaking the jar. We're still purpose to shine, but I have adjusted the days that we will be doing that. It used to be Wisdom Wednesdays, and so we will still share information to enhance our wisdom together. However, in the theme of breaking the jar and shining beyond the limits that are imposed either by ourselves or others, we are going to have our experiences on Sunday. Emphasis on sun because it is our time to shine. And so let's go. (laughs) This is the second quarter of the year and our fourth season of the Listen Boys and Girls podcast. But I definitely want to continue with the theme because I know that many of us have lived and continue to live in ways that don't always showcase everything that's inside of us. So many beautiful things that are willing and waiting to be shared with others and haven't been for whatever reason. This is the time to get beyond that. This is the time to share what's within so that you can be emptied of that and refilled with more. This is the time and it's easier said than done. I know, trust me, but we're going to do this together. And I've been thinking, I have been praying, I've been crying, I've been writing, I've been doing a lot of things to help move myself forward. And I don't know what it takes for each and every person to move forward, but I am sharing with you how my journey is going. And again, you can do with it what you will. Take from it the parts that are beneficial for you and discard the rest or leave it behind for someone else to gather. There's a saying that that I like (laughs) that I've heard many years ago and I, I keep it in the back of my mind, eat the fish and spit out the bones, right? Um, And so not everything is for everybody, but I hope and I pray that you get the something that you need by joining this conversation. So today it is my desire to share with you in part 
my lessons about self-awareness. And one of the things that um, I, I recognized through my journey is that I do have a great deal of self-awareness. However, if you don't apply what you know, and if you don't use the things that you are aware of to your benefit, it can be so much more a detriment. And I am processing that in ways that are helpful now that I hadn't before. And so I think that what is important for all of us to remember is that everyone we meet is either a reflection or a lesson, potentially both. And I don't know that we always think about that. I know that sometimes we encounter others and we immediately recognize those qualities that we like and those things that we're drawn to. And then sometimes in our experience, we also make note of the things that we don't like or the things that are off-putting, the things that we wish weren't there in that experience. But what does that mean when we experience those things? Well, what I have found is that oftentimes it's an indication that we are looking at ourselves in different ways, different versions, different experiences through every interaction that we have interpersonally. Every person that we meet is purposeful. This is my belief. And again, I never seek to make someone else believe what I do. I just share those things that I believe and again, allow people to glean from it, whatever is necessary for them. And I think that happens pretty organically. We tend to um, get information and process it. And there are many things that resonate and allow us to make changes that are necessary. And there are other things that don't resonate and don't get applied. But I believe we get information as we're able to receive it and use it. And when we aren't able to receive it, we'll get it again at a time that we are. And so I had a leader um, in my in my experience, and he shared with me that one of my greatest attributes as a leader was self-awareness. And he, um, he asked us to read this book about leadership and take this assessment. And we discussed my assessment in great detail. And he shared lots of things with me that, um, that were very insightful. And I was surprised because, you know, of course, I didn't feel that he knew me that well, but he was able to share some things that were apparently very evident to him and also some things that were revealed through the assessment. Very long story short, one of the things that I left that conversation with was something that I had already experienced with one of my therapists, which was, again, that there's a great deal of self-awareness, which isn't always the case with some people, but was very much the case with me. And so as we think about that, self-awareness and awareness of others and how they intersect and how they impact the knowledge of one another, knowing who you are helps you 
in a lot of ways know and understand who other people are and vice versa. So a lot of times um, we we can identify very quickly um, the wonderful things about our experiences with others. You know, when we've been extraordinarily delighted or if we've been surprised or if we felt loved or if we felt all of the fuzzies. <laughs> but sometimes there are other feelings associated with interactions with others. Some um, very sorrowful, some very hurtful, some very um, anger inducing. And so we, I say we as humans, but more specifically understanding myself, we often um, have a tendency to reject the negative things because we don't want those in our experience but we do have to acknowledge that both negative and positive experience happen. Negative and positive emotions occur. Negative and positive outcomes happen. And so with that, it's about the balance and what those experiences come to teach us, right? And so I was doing some uh, reading and thinking about these things. And, you know, when we encounter people at different phases of our lives, we're able to see ourselves sometimes in in a former state, sometimes in a current state, and often in a future state because I've met people who impact me so much in ways that I admire. And while I don't aspire to be like anyone else, I do aspire to be the best that I can be. And in looking at people who are... Um, very much the kind of person that I am growing to be and desire to be. It is very, very much a a glowing experience. It's something that shines brightly in my view, and I and I am thankful and I'm hopeful because nobody's perfect. And there are people who share from their experiences where they've been as opposed to where they are. And that is very encouraging. And so, of course, in being encouraged, we continue to move forward. But then there are those that we meet that reflect places that we don't want to be, places that we've been, places that may have hurt, places that are sore spots. And when we see those things, we sometimes are taken in our mind's eye back to the places that we've so desperately wanted to overcome, so desperately wanted to be distanced from. And I'm thankful that I have had all of those experiences. You know, um, we have to truly look at situations and and help our experience through the proper assessment of what's happening. A lot of times we don't always embrace everything that we need to, but that's the only way that we truly grow and become everything we're supposed to be and do and see and experience. We, we can't be all of what we're intended without all of the lessons that we need. And so as I was looking into um, this topic and reading various items about it, I came across another quote by Ernest Holmes that says, life is a mirror and will reflect back to the thinker what he thinks into it. 
And um, of course, with that understanding and, and truly knowing that that is a part of the truth of our interactions with others, we can look at things that we may see and there are lessons that we can learn from some of the negative emotions which uh, people provoke in us. And we have to, again, acknowledge why these things are triggers or provoke us. And so I'm just sharing from some information that I've gathered, identifying anger we need to adopt a bigger picture thinking and try to focus on the good and positive things that are happening in the world instead of just seeing negative ones. Grief, which is one that's close to my heart, especially dealing with lots of families and people um, in general that are going through very sad times, whether it be the loss of a loved one or loss of self because they have a difficult diagnosis, lots of things. Um, We need to accept life as it is for what it is. And we can accept the lessons it's giving us and, and work to connect and reconnect us to our centers. Um, we, we definitely grieve the loss of what happens, all of the experiences, and we do the best we can to move forward, not, not past it because loss is impactful and no one can tell us when and how we will resolve that. We learn to make space for it, but we don't just get over it. You know, there are many losses that I've experienced in my life, whether it was the loss of a loved one through death or um, broken relationship or um, moving away. There, there are many losses that we feel and will continue to have resonation with, but we make space for that and we balance it with moving forward in different ways. Another big one is fear, okay? Um, I can certainly (laughs) tell you that fear has been one of the most paralyzing factors in my life for many reasons. We need to understand that we cannot control everything in life, and sometimes we need to let go of the things that are not within our control. Because life is so unpredictable, we might as well enjoy it as we're able to. There's so many things that fear steals from us, and that is so unfortunate. And part of that theft is the joy that life can actually give us if we weren't so fearful. There's so many things I haven't done because of fear. But this is the year I want to break that jar, break that jar of fear and do the things that I've wanted to do, do the things that I've needed to do, do the things that would give me so much more relevance and just revitalization through experience if I just reject the fear. Oh God, I swear, I could run that list down (laughs) again and again, uh, all the things that I could have done, should have done, but didn't do because of fear. So I do have a list and now that list is going to be my bucket list of things I need to do that I must do because fear cannot be the reason that I did not live my best life. 
Another thing is hatred. I mean, we've seen so much how hatred manifests in our world and our experiences. And it's such an unfortunate reality. But there are people who embody this unfortunate um, character flaw. And I, 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 I just don't know how deeply it goes for each and every person but hatred is something that we see regularly and we need to treat ourselves with a lot of love and forgive ourselves for the mistakes that we have made and once we're able to do that we'll be able to do the same for others. I think that there are some experiences that others hold against people who have no idea what their experiences have been. And because of such deep, strong feelings, the the things that are being held against others, and sometimes where those people things are being held against, it's not feasible to move forward in a positive or productive way, holding all of that hatred. And sometimes the hatred is self-inflicted. Sometimes we hate so much the things we've done or the things we've been that we are unable to forgive ourselves and forgive others when we see those things in other people. The next is irritability. We need to accept the fact that not everybody thinks like us or have the same opinions that we do. And it's okay. You know, I see oftentimes people's lack of patience with others because they don't get it, or it's not rocket science, or, you know, all of these kinds of things, but there's no grace for who the person is or what they may be experiencing. And that's the unfortunate part because we all need grace because there's always something that we didn't immediately get or gravitate to. There's always something that we weren't actually as strong in as we are currently. I have many weaknesses. And as a result of that, I pray to be more graceful and offer more grace to other people because there are lots of things that I still need lots of help with. And some of those things, other people don't need help with. And vice versa. There are things that I can do flawlessly that other people cannot. And because we have these differences, because we have these strength and weakness balances, we need to identify the ability to grow and help others grow and not be agitated or irritated by those things. And once we're able to do that, will be able to allow ourselves to truly learn to respect other people's opinions, their needs, their desires, and their challenges as they grow the same way that we do. Another thing I've noticed is jealousy. We need to be kind enough to ourselves and respect who we are and the current situations we're in. We cannot make ourselves feel bad by constantly comparing ourselves to others. We have to focus on our own growth and self-development. I was talking with a friend about this because I had a friend who I'm I'm still connected with um, who 
told me, God, we've been connected more than, mm, more than 20 years, more than 20 years. And at one point in her growth process, she was very jealous of me, very jealous of me and nothing, nothing. I mean, but she loved me and that's a whole nother conversation, (laughs) how, how you love someone and also have this very negative emotion. But we, we do things to the level and capacity that we have learned how to do them. And so the person that she was at that time loved me in the best way that she knew how to at that time. But because of some brokenness, she also was very jealous of me. And it was something that was hurtful for me because I attempted to help. I attempted to pour into her anything she needed. I helped with. And some of those jealous actions were very um, hurtful toward me. Not intentionally, but nevertheless, very hurtful, very damaging. And it was devastating. And we had to have a very transparent conversation. And she told me that she was jealous of me. She told me that she envied the way that people looked at me and, and, and interacted with me. She envied the way that people seemed to light up around me. She envied the way that the room changed when I was in it. She didn't like that. She wanted that for herself, but did not know how to make it happen. And these were her words, not mine. And so I was very shocked by this and even more hurt, but I was happy to have had that transparent conversation to understand where we were and what was happening. And she told me, I love you. And with tears in her eyes crying, I really love you, but I hate that I'm not like you, which made me cry because I didn't have that same experience with, um, anyone, but I truly admired my older sister in that same way. Never was jealous of her, but always felt that I would never be like her, that I couldn't, I couldn't be like her because my, and this was me admiring my older sister who's seven years older than me. I always thought she was so beautiful, so pretty, so graceful, so this and that, all the things I did not think that I was. And so when I would look at her, I wouldn't look with jealousy. I would look with sadness, feeling that I could never be that. But I love my sister so much. And I would really just cry about my inability to be her, my inability to be like her. But I wasn't jealous. I love, again, I love my sister very much, never had that experience, but I could identify with my friend who was telling me this. And, and I, I was able to empathize with that. And I shared with her that there was nothing that I had that she couldn't have. Everything that we're supposed to have, everything that is for us to have, we will have. And I had to learn that over the years about my sister. Again, I, I loved everything about her. I just, I mean, she, I would look at everything that she was able to do and how, how beautiful she was and all these things. And I would just be like, oh, but in my experience, I was having the opposite, you know, people telling me how unattractive I was, that I would never be this and never be that. So we, we never know what messages another person is getting in their life Um, You never know what another person is dealing with in their life as they are simultaneously dealing with you. So with that, 
having some grace, again, for those who may be exhibiting these kinds of behaviors who have that envy or covetousness or jealousy toward you, or even if you feel that toward someone else, know that these are things that can change. We just have to recognize that we are valuable in and of ourselves, no matter what, no matter what, no matter how you assess yourself in the moment, the value that you have is and it's not comparable to anyone because you were created distinctly you, specifically you to bring to this life, bring to this world, the experience that is uniquely yours. And yes, it took me a very long time to recognize that. But now that I have, <laughs> I when I experience people who wonder why her and not me? When I experience people who are unkind to me simply because of who I am and whose I am, I am able to be different in response because at one point that was very anger invoking and I would respond angrily. But now I reflect on that little girl who didn't know how beautiful she actually was. And I am able to have empathy and sympathy for those who don't know how beautiful they are. And so with that, I want to make sure that we're, we're thinking that way, that all of our emotions are just that, and they can be shifted by what we think and feel and experience. Another is guilt. We need to be introspective and try to understand why, where, and when we lost touch with truth. Once we realize this, it's easier to accept things for how they are. And this acceptance will take us closer to the ultimate truth. At one point, I had a lot of guilty feelings about things that happened to me in my past that I had no control over. Things that I would not have wished on myself or anyone else. But it wasn't until I was able to free myself from those things that I was able to understand the truth of the situation and move differently because of it. Another is blame, which is closely related to the guilt. Of course, we need to take responsibility for ourselves, our thoughts, our feelings, our opinions, and our actions. We don't have the right to blame the world or anybody else for things that we should take responsibility for. We are responsible for ourselves and everything that means our growth, our healing, our decisions, our actions. The last thing I want to talk to you about, again, and they're all very closely related, is shame. We've all had experiences that we have had voluntarily and involuntarily that aren't our shining moments. We need to investigate our dark sides and all of those things that have been repressed within ourselves. And after that, we need to slowly accept that part of who we are and find the positive in it. That helps us embrace and accept ourselves completely. It's important because, and I had this conversation with my brother, it isn't until we acknowledge all of those things that we don't want to be, that we didn't want to be, that we actually are, that we can get beyond that place. We cannot 
actually embrace the light, shine the light without acknowledging the darkness that was or is and illuminate that. Because as long as we keep that darkness hidden because of shame, it is prone to reappear in ways that we do not want, in actions that we do not want, in experiences that we do not want. So we have to say, this is, I don't want it. I won't be it. But until we do that, masking it, keeping it repressed, keeping it um, a part of our shameful closeted experiences will only hurt us. We are all human. We are all flawed. We are all prone to make mistakes But we are all worthy of forgiveness. We are all capable of something different. And we are all put here for a purpose. No matter what your past has included, your future can be totally different. It does not matter. And I don't know who needs to hear this outside of myself because I tell myself this every day. It doesn't matter who you have been. It really matters who you are and who you are striving to be. We cannot change anything that has happened, but we can modify the trajectory of where we're going because of what did happen. We have to use everything to become something different, but that is a perpetual choice. Every day we have to choose to be something different. Some days are better than others. Some choices are easier than others, but it is our choice. We have to be self-aware so that when we encounter others and we're looking at a mirror or a lesson, a reflection or a lesson, that we gain from that experience what we're supposed to so that we can move forward to do and be something else. I'm so thankful for this and every opportunity to connect with you. My prayer is that this time spent has been a blessing to you as it has been a blessing to me. I want us to move forward together. I want us to grow together. I want us to shine together. And as I always say, if you listen, boys and girls, it just might change your world because it is changing mine. And until the next time, remember to shine. Bye.